Who here has been learning anything from the intimate study? Who's been learning anything here from the intimate study? Who's in their study of the word of God? Let me see the hands. And don't lie when you're in church because he gets, oh, I remember one story about Ananias. You know, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to lie to the Holy Spirit, do you? Who here is in their word? Hold yourself accountable. Now, if I ask God every time everybody comes in, believe me, the word of God will set you free. The word will set you free. The spirit of truth will set you free. We know that, right? Brad, you look good holding that baby there. You do. It's like a natural, isn't he? Kids are not here to say no, but that's okay. He's a natural. He looks like a natural. Praise that opportunity to, to uh, raise children. Uh, so I want to say that we're in conjunction with our Thursday nights with the, the series that we're doing with Whisper, and Mark Batterson's excellent. If you have not heard him in the series of Whisper or read his book, I would recommend it. And uh, those, those who want to become more intimate with God, I want that. And, and the more you strive for that, those who diligently seek with all their heart will find. And I don't know about you, I'm finding some things out about the Lord. Who's here is finding some new things about the good God? And you have never arrived. Isn't it awesome that the more we love him, the more we seek for him, the more we find? He, his, he's, it's not that he's unsearchable, but you can't find everything. The more you search, the more you find. So I'm going to tell today, as we get closer to him in this study, I pray that, I pray he, he reveals himself more to me. I don't believe he wants to hold anything back. As a father raising children, I don't hold anything back. I want them to have everything. But I know there's, there's times as they grow, they can receive more. How many people believe that? As you grow, you receive more. And the Bible says when you become faithful to one, you become trustworthy to one thing, one small thing, he will increase that. Talents. We have lots of reasons why the Bible tells us that. So let me tell you this. I, I, want, I, I want to know that God trusts me for more. How about you? Do, do you want more of God? And maybe that's a question you can't answer right now. I pray you get a revelation today of God's word that will drive you to him. And maybe you're just going to start your Christian walk today. Maybe, maybe you're going to say, well, I'm not sure why I'm here today. I don't know, but I'm going to sit in church here. And I, maybe you like the music, maybe you felt uncomfortable. I don't know any of that, but I do know this. If you take one step towards him, he will meet you there. And that's all you have to do. Some churches will invite you to an altar call, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people, during prayer time, we invite you to come so we know that there's a need. When you step out, he meets you. He's never distant. He'll never leave you or forsake you. God is a lover of his people, and he loves it when you pursue him. He's looking for a person that will worship him in spirit and truth. He wants your pursuit. He's after it. He wants your heart. Who, who here wants to pursue God? You see, I, I pray that that become a revelation to you, that more you seek, you'll find. And I pray that this, this series that we're in can help us on that journey. Last week, we talked about Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We took the two things, truth and life, and kind of looked at those things. And, and the Lord told me, he says, I just want you to slow down. Sometimes when we get into the word of God, we teach the word of God, we may go too quickly. And I never want to do that. I want to be at his, my, my level. And sometimes my level, he needs to, I need to slow down. You know, when I talk about being close to my Lord, I should take all my life to do that. I, I should never think that we've studied it in four weeks. So any, if anybody been here and as we're going through this study is, is not sure and understanding, I apologize today to you that I find myself going too fast. And I know one thing, 
I just want Jesus. I want his word. I'm not in here to impress anybody. I'm not here to, 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 to use big words and try to impress anybody here of my knowledge or my theology. I'm not going to do that. All I want is Jesus. I want, his, his, I want to be my best till I get all of his best. And I know that that word will do it for me. And when it does to me, I'm going to share with you what it does to me. Is that fair? And, and when it messes me up, is it okay to share that? And when he tells me to slow down, is it okay to slow down? Okay. I just want to make sure that I'm able to do that. Jesus is the way, truth, and the life. Paul says it very nicely. He says this. I only preach Jesus crucified and raised again. He, he touched thousands, millions of people. His, he wrote most of the New Testament. I think he's got his act together. And so maybe sometimes we just try to, wow. And if I've done any of that, forgive me. All I want to do is teach the word of God. I know one thing when I read the psalm, my soul clings to the dust. Mine does. How about yours? My soul doesn't always understand. Does yours? Do you know the fathom of God? Do you know his wisdom? Or sometimes we think, God, I don't even know if you're here. Be honest with me. And sometimes we feel like we're on mountaintops. The next day we're struck with something. I'm going home, like my wife said, and I got a severe, I just instant severe headache. I never get headaches. Anybody here been, been something happened this week that bizarre things? And you're thinking, where's that coming from? I believe the Lord says, I want your attention. I'm going to allow this to happen so you stop right now and listen to me. I want you to climb up on my lap and stay there. I don't want you to just take this life and run through it like you know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Slow down and know. My soul clings to the dust. And I want God to do something with me. I, I want to I ride a wave with him. How many people want to get on with Jesus? You know what I'm saying? I believe there's waves of God that come. I believe it says the spirit of God is like the wind. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. But you can feel its effects. You know it's in the room. I know the spirit of God was here today. How do I know that? Because I feel the effects. It has effects on me. My spirit is one with that. The spirit that lives in me is in one with the spirit that flows. And when it flows, I feel it. And there's people in this house that will be healed. I'm telling you that. And some of you that were afraid to come up, God wants to meet you right where you're at. But he wants your pursuit. And I, I guarantee it. You go before him. Turn off your thinking. If someone right now is, is afflicted, turn off your thinking. Don't, don't evaluate it. Don't go online and try to figure out, well, what could this be? I've got the symptoms of this and symptoms. Stop it. Don't try to diagnose to come up with your, your solution. God allows things to happen in our lives for a reason. I don't understand it. My wife has suffered from diabetes for how many years? 35 years? 33 years. Figure that one out. If anybody wants to do an argument there, you figure that one out. There's other ones in here that have been inflicted for years of something. You figure that out. It's not that, not that you don't want Jesus, you see. Sometimes we just aren't willing to sit down, shut up, and listen. I said shut up, didn't I, honey? But really, that's what it comes down to. And if we don't stop and stop right now and say, God, what is it you're speaking? Does God, let me ask you, does God order the steps of the righteous? How does he order them? You see? 
That's the problem. We know he does, but we don't know we're stepping in it. And I know this much. Some of the steps are righteous, even if there's sickness in it. What we need to do this, sickness isn't righteousness. But sickness can take you on a trip that righteousness is in. I want to be righteous in my acts. That means when I'm faced with something that I don't understand, you know, diabetes, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of it. And my, not as much as my wife and my daughter are, but I'm so sick and tired of it. You know why? Because I see it every single day. I see the effects of it. It's an illness. It's a disease. And it, sick, it sickens me. How many people today are sick and tired of a disease? Maybe you're facing one right now. Sick and tired of it. Does that make you any less faithful? Does it make you any less of a lover of Jesus? So you ask yourself, why me? Why is this going on? And so those are the kind of questions that can lead you down a, a, a road of wilderness that is not with God. All we need to do is take our step, knowing it's a step of righteousness. How do I know that? Because the lamp unto my feet shows me the step of righteousness. If I'm not willing to take that, I'm stuck where I'm at. And I won't get any grow. I won't go deeper. And if I say I want to get intimate with God and I'm not willing to take the steps he has for me, I'm a liar. So the truth is this. If I want to follow after Jesus and if I want a close relationship, but he doesn't stay in one spot and say, Jim, I just want you to stay here. He's on the move. The spirit of God moves. You do not where it's coming from or where it's going. But I want to follow it and I want to be in the, in the pathway of Christ. How about you? Do you want to be with Jesus? Do you want to walk with God? And if you want to do that, there's steps of a righteous man and woman that are stepped before you. And the only way you're going to know those is by his word. And that's the only way. Because I can tell you right now, when you look at this disease, the disease is right in front of me. And I think, well, I, I don't want that path. I don't want it. And yet if I have to take the step, if righteousness says, Jim, I need you to step here, then I must face it. And I need to be strong enough. And so, do you believe God can give you the strength? Do you believe that God can give you the strength? Then let's not be afraid to take the steps of righteousness. What does the Bible say? If you have a sin in your life right now, cut off the sin. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If there's sin in your life right now, get rid of it. And so, run the race to win the prize. And I want to run the race, but not on my own. I don't want to run a race to say, hey, look at me. Look how fast I'm running. Isn't this awesome? And then look back and think, I've not even done anything for the impact of God. What I want to do, I can run a slow race and knowing I'm with him. And if that's right, then I know I'm in the right steps. And so I want to be in step with God. And sometimes I need him to quicken me. And you know what quicken means? is to bring life. Whose life? Jesus is the way, truth, and so how do you get Jesus? By his word. That's how you get him. So be in your word. If you're not in your study and not in the word, I don't care whatever you have to do to make it happen. Get in there. And love the word as much as you love Jesus. And then watch and see what he does. He'll light up your path. Right, Jake? He'll light it up. And then you can see. You don't have to question, is this the right trip for me? Yes, it is. Because quicken means to give me life. means revive me. Revive me. Who wants to revive today? I do. I can't assume I've got enough light for tomorrow. I can't assume I'm going to walk this way. I got to go after him, and he is the giver of life, and I know that. And if I get into him, into his word, life comes into me. 
and then I become something different. You see him growing in him. He is all that I need. How many people believe that? He is all that I need. Amen, right? Well, let's get into 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says this. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. <laughs> That's a tough question. How do you examine yourself? I got to look in a mirror every time I get up. That's not what I mean. <laughs> we all get old, don't we? Who's got some wrinkles they didn't have last year? <laughs> who's got less hair than they had last year? <laughs> who's, whose color of hair is changing? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we don't evaluate ourselves like that, right? The mirror can come dimly lit. How do we evaluate ourselves? How would you think? Give me some feedback today. How would you evaluate yourself? The Bible says evaluate yourself. What would you say that it looks like? Examine Examine yourselves, whether you are in the faith. How do you do that? Do you obey? Are you obeying his word? Okay. So you can say, Lord, I'm following your commandments. And then he will say, sell everything and give it to the poor. So you, we don't know. What, how do you evaluate yourself? I think you absolutely have to be in obedience. Give me some more words. Obedience. Evaluate. You're all afraid of me. <laughs> You're afraid of me. <laughs> What's that? What is he calling you to do? So there's some way, so some people believe a calling is to be called to be a pastor. God calls every single day by the same spirit. He calls you to do what? First of all, take care of yourself. Some of you, he's telling you right now what to do. Others is for other people. Absolutely. Thank you. There is a calling. God does speak. Who thinks God speaks? And you're not crazy, as the world would say you are, right? He speaks, right? Y'all know what I'm saying. He speaks, and he speaks loudly, if you're listening. And when he speaks, do you know it's him? How do you know it's him? Because it doesn't come here, and you evaluate it. It comes right to here, and you say, I've got to do it. It, it bypasses the brain. You know, you know that's God. Okay, I'll, I'll do that, right? Give me some more words. <laughs> Isn't that true? Wigglesworth, we can bring up stories about him throwing dead, dead people out of caskets, but we won't go that way. Would you want to do that? No. But I do know this. Is God speaking? What is he asking you to do? Evaluate. Give me some more words. How do you examine yourself? How do you examine yourself? Whether you're obedience, are you open to hearing his voice? So we do, what other ways? How do you evaluate you? How many times have you picked on yourself more than God has? How many times do you evaluate yourself that way? Well, I haven't done that right, so I just couldn't do that. How many times do we do that, right? How many, we do that, honestly, don't we? Do we? We say, well, I guess I can't do that. Oh, I can't go there, you know. I, then maybe somebody else could do that for me. So we evaluate all the time, but not in a good way, do we? Who's our best, who's our best advocate? Who's our enemy? How easy the devil can use us against ourselves. But we won't let him. It says, examine yourself to whether you are in the faith. Are you in the faith? Well, sometimes you have to be faithful. What's faith mean? Sometimes you, only way to please God is by faith without works is often his works, often his good works. Not that you have to do anything to gain his love, but often he asks you to do things. Are you faithful and obedient to do those things? It could be as easy as just sending down with somebody. If I know someone's hurting and I do nothing and think, oh, well, she's having a bad day. Or maybe I can sit down and say, hey, how you doing today? You know, all it takes is just a second, right? 
put, maybe put my hand on her shoulder. Maybe it's just sitting there. Maybe it's just listening. Is that hard? Why don't we do it? Are we too fast? See, we want to be intimate with God, but we don't want to be intimate with one another. We don't want to go any further in deepness with anybody, but we want God. And it's all done to what we do with other people, right? Are you loving your neighbor as yourself? So I think if we evaluate, say, how, how much love am I showing? Do I love myself? Some of us have problems looking in the mirror and say, well, I don't know if I love that. <laughs> don't love what's happening. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I can see Jesus in me. Can you see Jesus in you? Just take a moment. I can see Jesus in you. I can see Jesus in his, in his, ta- in his place today. I can see Jesus in my wife singing. I can see Jesus and Jessica on her knees right here. It's not hard. It's not hard to agree in that. I love coming to church, and I love all of you. I'm so, I don't think I've ever had relationships this close with a church before. It's not because of my position. It's because you guys are loving. And you guys make it so easy. But how? You got to roll up your sleeves and say, you know what? Enough of me. And some of you just blow me away. A lot of you do. And I'm just so thankful. Thank you, Jesus, for this church. I don't know what I do because it's friendships. It's relationships. Don't, not only do you show me Jesus, you show me and you teach me by what you do. Some of you, even if you're reaching out, some of you are facing things that you don't know what to do. And as you're reaching out, you're teaching me Jesus. I'm so thankful. I love this church. I can hang out here all the time. I can put a cot right here in the center. Of course, my marriage, so I need to go home. <laughs> I just love this place. I love all of you very much. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Do you know that Jesus is in you? Not only does the Holy Spirit seal that, do you know he's in you? How do you know he's in you? David, how do you know he's in you? Just feel it? It's a feeling? What else? How do you know the Holy Spirit's in you? How do you know Jesus' spirit, the spirit of God is in you? How do you know? Isn't that amazing? Like I said, you're going through a trial, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know why I feel this way. I feel peace. No matter what, I'm facing something so difficult, but yet I have peace. How do you know that? That's the spirit of God. Peace I leave you, peace I give you. What other ways do you know that Jesus is in you? Action, sometimes you're like, oh, I wouldn't, uh, if a year ago I would not have done that. (laughs) Year ago I might have punched back. Year ago I would have probably kicked and screamed. But now, can anybody remember the days you weren't saved? Those aren't good days, are they? You know what I'm saying? How do you know Jesus is in you? How do you know? Are you moved when someone else is moved? Do you feel it when the, the, the house comes alive? Do you feel something inside you? Do you, get, do you? Why is that? Because the Spirit of God is one. And when one person's honored, what happens to the rest of the body? Honored. That means when one person honors, gets honored, one person kneels to get Jesus. What happens to the rest of us? You see, as we're one, one person does something in the Lord, we all feel it. How do I know? Yesterday we're going to, what was it? Pizza Hut. Was that yesterday before? Day before? We're kind of hungry. Pizza Hut's easy to go, and it's got the all-you-can-eat menu. <laughs> That's problemsome right there. And you sit down, 
And, and, and so we're going in the, in, the, in the door, and there's this young lady and her daughter with her. And as they open it, I, you could just sense it, couldn't you? The one in me, the Jesus is me, could sense. And as they went in, and they took their table away across the room, we sat down at ours, my wife and I, before we do, what should we do before we eat? Thank you. That's a good idea. And so we thank Jesus for the food, and, and I look over, and there they were, bowing their head, praying. And I said, I knew it! I even had to say, Why, my, did you see that? People are like, and, and I was like, man, I just knew it. So I had, when I was up there getting my pizza slices, like eight of them, and, and then I, I go, I just said, man, I'm so encouraged by you and your family. Your family sat down and they prayed together. And the daughter looked, at, looked, looked up and said, we thought the same thing about you. We saw you praying over there. How do you affect people just by bowing your heads? How do you affect people when you're praying for somebody? How do you affect somebody when you're at work and you lay your hand on somebody and you pray for them and the whole place knows that something happened? Something just happened here right now. You know, spirit God agrees with one another, don't they? Isn't that so fun when prayer comes up in the midst of things and all of a sudden the atmosphere changes? Oh, I just love that. Get you stoked up. Right, Angelina? You feel it? You're stoking it up right there. You know what I'm saying? It is good. That's the way it should be done. I love this. Two commentaries. What we just read. It says, by the enlightening, quickening, and sanctifying influences of the spirit of truth of grace. I just love that. This is describing what goes on in us. How do we know that Jesus is in us? How do we know? I love the way this other person, this is Matthew Henry, says this. They ought to know if Christ Jesus is in them by the influences, the graces, the indwelling of his spirit, and his kingdom set up in their hearts. I want people saved. How about you? I get so stoked up when someone finds Jesus, I can't stand it. I get jumping. I cry in movies. In movies, people find Jesus. I'm like, crying like a. You know what my daughter does? She looks at me. You crying? My wife says, you crying over there? Yes, I am. I just love that. I love it when Jesus is on the move. What does it do? It just does something in me. I love it when people have that experience. How many people love it when somebody finds Jesus? And you don't even have to be saying anything. You don't have to be the reaper of the harvest. You can sit down and you can tell when someone finds it. Yeah, there's emotion. Yeah, there's tears. Yeah, but then I say, how do you feel? Oh, I feel like the, the world's been lifted off. That's Jesus. That's his spirit. And I get so stoked up about that because it's, it's, it's alive in me. If the same spirit resides in me that's in that person right now, what's going on? I've got agreement. I feel him. How do I know Jesus is in me? Just come alive. And I feel that. I feel it. Today, I felt it. And I know that the promise of God and his healing will indeed happen in that atmosphere. When two become together in one accord, when there's agreement in that, the power of God will fall like fire upon them. Like tongues of fire will lay upon them. Healing's in the house. Not only that, gifts of the Holy Spirit in the house. And I'm telling you right now, there's words for people in this place. Why? Because the word of God wants to speak. The spirit of God always speaking. He speaks through his word, just like Jessica. Come up here. She spoke the word. The word needs spoken because we in agreement with it. When the word of God is spoken, I say, oh, that feels good. Doesn't it feel good? If the word of God, when it's read, doesn't feel good, you need to come to the altar. And I don't care what it says. I should feel right because it's Jesus speaking to me. I love it when he does that. Matthew, Matthew 11. I love this chapter. 
28 says this, and then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And what will he do? I will give them rest. Now about you, it's not falling asleep on your bed, though it could take you there. When the peace of God and the rest of God comes upon you, you know it. Don't you, Aaron? You know it. <laughs> There's nothing like it. Who can describe it? Tell me what it's, how, how do you describe that? How do you describe to be in the rest of Jesus? How do you describe when he lifts you up and you can feel him and you can feel like you've gone from this earth to heaven? How do you describe that to any person that doesn't know? See, there it says, taste and see that I am good. Taste it and see. And every person that has that, if it's alive in here and people get up and they're jumping and, and it's like, if you're uncomfortable with that, you haven't tasted the scene. Once you taste, you know. Right, I'm saying? I can't wait for the music. Stir it up in here. Honey, you're going to have to stir it up here today. How many people have been stirred up? How many people know what I'm saying? And I'll tell you what. If you're in the back row and I can understand that, sometimes it gets crazy down here. When you're back there, you see some things happening. Here's what I, here's what I would recommend. Get up and say, that's a little crazy up here, but here's what I would do. Take a couple steps. Feel it. Let, your, let the spirit that's in you. Do you believe Jesus is in you? Don't kill him. Don't pull him away from his family. Join it and see what happens. Spirit together. Let it get inside you. It's so awesome. He does such a wonderful job. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. What does Jesus want to teach us? He's a teacher and he's a good one. He wants to teach us. Because I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. Does that sound like a mean God? Does that sound like God wants to punish you right now? If, he's a, if you've afflicted, he's not punishing you. That's not what I read there. He is not punishing you. Well, you need spanked, and this is what I'm going to do for you. If you're after Jesus, and you're running for difficulty in those righteous steps, hold tight. Hold tight. Stand knowing something is about to break through. You will receive him, and you'll have more wisdom about him because the comfort you receive is the comfort for others. You are going to be granted something beyond your mind can comprehend, and he's going to comfort you in that, and you're going to become this avenue of comfort to people around you. And people are going to go, I don't know what's going on here, but something you've got, i got to have. It's the comfort they'll receive from you. You can lead people just by experiencing things that you don't even understand. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Does that sound good today? Who needs a little of that? And rest doesn't mean you're just sitting down thinking, oh, I'm just going to rest right here. I mean, you're like resting like this. Oh, <laughs> Jesus is good. Jesus is good. That's rest for me because I want to be right in his arms and I'm going to follow him. Where you over here? I'm going to come over here. Oh, I see David jumping him down. I'm going to get some of that right now. Come on, come on, come on. You know, I don't want to be over here sitting, missing out. I want that spirit stirred up. I can find rest where he is. And if it's in you, I'm going to come get it. If I see you excited, I'm going to come over and get some. Because I want agreement. I need revive. Quicken me. Because my soul is clinging to dust. If you think you're too good for that and you don't feel that, you're lying. And every one of us need him. We need a close relationship with him, and we need it through you. Why? Because Jesus is in you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hug on you. If you come in here, I'm probably going to hug you. 
Let's just be honest. I'll take it easy. If you're brand new, shake your hand, and I'll behave myself. But if I, well, they call, do you know what they call me in here? They call me Mr. Stealth. Because you don't even know what's coming. I'm going to sneak in there. I'm going to get me some. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. <laughs> I, just, I just love to hug people. And if I haven't hugged you yet, because I'm probably nervous. It's probably something I could see that maybe that won't be a good idea. But if I do, it's the way it is. I'm sorry. I want to get a little Jesus. And that's what I'm going to say. I'm giving you a little Jesus here. Because I know he's in you. Come on up here, Sean. Come on. Give me some Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I felt. Y'all think that was a man hug. No, that's a Jesus hug. Get it straight now. There's a little manlyhood there. You know, guys, <laughs> we don't do the rub on the back. Okay. Women, you can do that. You can hug and do the rub. It's allowed because you're women. Guys do the pat. It's not, a, it's not a soft pat. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good, firm one. I know we're doing this, some Jesus in here, but you know what? We're men. We're men. You've got to take some room out. Okay. We're men. Got, yep, shaking some Jesus here. <laughs> Saudi knows. Where's Saudi at? He knows. Can anybody get out of this place without a Saudi hug? Who has not been hugged by Saudi yet? If you haven't, you've been very fast. Because he scopes it. If he sees it, those children come through here, there's not one of them that's going to go high slotty. Not one. He's, even if you're new, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not passing this man until you get some of this. Now, know when you hug on some Saudi, you know, you know when you hug on Saudi, you're going to get some Jesus. Because that boy's got some. And it's real. You all know what I'm saying. He's not afraid to share. We shouldn't either. Now, there is such a thing as a personal space. And I'll explain it to you. I've got, I just got this teaching the other day. In an arm's length, come up here, Robert. I'm always picking on you. Get up here. Arm's length, this is intimate space. Anything beyond this hand to me is intimate. Be careful. That's private. Now, Beyond the hand, on the little bit, is called personal space, right? It could be that. It could, still, this could be personal. You know, that's a, you, know, you, know, you might have to know each other a little bit more. That's why hugs are quick. <laughs> and back, you know, because it's personal. And then we get into some other things like social distances, which is, you know, there's one in between. What's the one in between? Somebody tell me. Between personal and social. No, there's four of them. Oh, the, yeah, social is a little more than public. Thank you. Someone's a lot smarter than me. Come on up here and teach this thing. <laughs> and so there is this, but this is good. You've got to get up and personal with people. You've got to show some Jesus here. So you're hanging around long enough, and you're going to get a little of that. And then I'm sorry if it's uncomfortable. Is it uncomfortable for you, Robert? Because we, we do the man hug. Yeah, we do. We do. Come on, get, get me some. <laughs> I got me some Jesus right there. And you just feel it. Okay, now I know there's some that aren't as comfortable. Who does, who is, let's be honest, who is not real comfortable with that? You know, you always had a beyond, and I know it's difficult. My wife, it is a little difficult for my wife. Am I talking too long? Yes. You're going to kick me off, okay. 
I got one more slide here. Can I do the slide? Absolutely. Okay. I just I had to get some Jesus in there, and it was a good moment. Okay. And lastly is this. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden I give you is light. Burden is light. Yoke is easy. Does that sound difficult? Yoke is easy. Burden is light. What does it mean? It means this. Easy, useful, gentle, pleasant, and kind. Does that sound like a good yoke? Who wants yoke there? No two oxen working together. Who wants to be yoked to that? I do. That sounds like a good one to me. It's useful. It's gentle. It's pleasant and it's kind. What else? We have what? Light. What does that mean? Easily managed or carried because it's easy to bear. Easy to bear. Easily managed. I don't know about you. I think Jesus has this all in mind. So what yoke determined if... Yoke's determined if. Now, what yoke are you carrying? You've got to decide that. What yoke are you doing right now? I want the yoke of Jesus. That's what I want. I've got to decide to yoke myself to him. Well, it's the difference of I have to or I have to go to church or I have to do this. And I know this isn't I have to, I have to, have to. That's not a good way. That's not yoked. What I know it is, is this. Or if I'm yoked right, I get to. I get to. If I feel that, man, I get to, I get to, come on, come on, Jason, give me some Jesus, come on, come on, get up here. I get to do this. I get to show this guy my love. I get to, I get to talk to you guys. I get to, I get to experience Jesus in many ways. I get to. That's, that's the right yoke. It's easy, it's light. Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you love us. Thank you, Lord, that you've got big things in store for us. And I thank you, Jesus, that more we love you, Father, more we love your word, Lord, we're going to get together. We're going to have a party. And a party together is when the Holy Spirit comes in many ways. Lord, I pray today you called us to the middle. You call us to healing. And I pray every person in this place that has an open heart to healing would receive that. Because you are good. You're a good, good father in Jesus' name.